Why, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to episode three and the rebrand of my podcast. This is Sips and Spirits with Haley Reese. And well, I am Haley Reese. Nice to meet you. And every single week over a drink of my choice, I'm going to be sharing my heart, my soul, and well, my spirits with you guys. And this week is an episode that I am so excited in a topic that I am so passionate about, and that is trying again. Now, don't click out of this thinking, oh my gosh, that is so cliche. We all know that you have to try again. We've all heard the whole, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. But this is so important to be reminded of every now and then. I have so much that I want to share with you guys, some deep moments in my life where I didn't know if I was going to dust myself off, get back up and try again, but I did and found myself victorious out of that negative situation or circumstance in the end. And so I really hope that you guys enjoy this episode. I really don't have many notes for it. I just want to bear literally my spirit and my soul with you guys today. And if it resonates with you, I would love it if you would reach out to me on social media and let me know your thoughts on this episode. But (laughs) before we get into all of that, I want to talk about this week's fixation. And here I go again, getting a little bit sappy in the beginning. But this week, I have been absolutely obsessed with gratitude and showing gratitude. If you guys have been on my social media for a while, or maybe you've been on my YouTube channel, you would know that I talk a lot about law of attraction and manifestation. And if you guys want a whole entire podcast episode on that, I'd absolutely love to dig and dive deep with you with that. But I've always said the core to manifesting and attracting anything in life, let alone the life of your dreams, is to really show, ooh, that was ugly. That was a really sharp ass. I am so sorry. Um, is to really show gratitude even in the darkest or most trying of times. Now, last week, I was talking with you guys a lot about my feelings. We got deep and I shared how it wasn't the greatest week for me emotionally, mentally, etc. And the beautiful thing about that was when I came out of the end of that week, I really found myself showing gratitude for it because out of that dark time birthed a beautiful week. This past week has been really, really special for me. I've been finding my creative flow again, my passion, what excites me, where I want to go. And I really found myself praying and, and so appreciative for that hard week that really put into perspective for me what is truly important to me and what is truly important in my life. And so this week has been a week full of just expressing gratitude for the dark times, the trying times, and also being grateful for all the blessings that I have. And I think one of the most beautiful lessons I learned pretty young was that we always have something to be grateful for. There's always a reason to count our lucky stars. Whatever that reason is, you have to look around and evaluate what's important to you. But I always find myself thankful for the little things like the water I can drink, the roof over my head, the family and loved ones that I have around me. Whatever it is, we can all find things to be thankful for. And so gratitude has been a huge, huge, huge thing for me over the past week. And just expressing gratitude in the morning and right before I go to bed has changed how my days go because it's almost like nobody can tear me down because I have all these things, no matter how big or small, that bring me joy and that I have to be grateful for. 
But on a little bit of a darker note, I have also been obsessed with true crime documentaries in the past week. You guys are going to be seeing on my YouTube channel, I'm digging into a lot more true crime again. And it's so fascinating to me as dark as it is look at me going from gratitude to true crime like talk about a girl with with many interests but um anyways what I'm trying to say is I've always always been fascinated by criminal psychology and the thought process and the way of thinking of these individuals and so I've been absolutely obsessed with trying to find new true crime documentaries and documentaries in general so I would love if you guys have any suggestions message me on social media and let me know because I've been obsessed and I definitely need more to watch. <laughs> but with that all out of the way, now that you guys are all up to speed on my week and what I'm up to, let's get into this episode. So I plan on calling this episode third times the charm because this is very fitting for my week. It's my third episode and as you guys can see, I finally launched as my final podcast name. I did have to change my podcast name because while I thought I was super original, there is another podcast out there with that name and obviously that was not my intention so I felt terrible about that whole situation and did a little bit of a rebrand. But well, I could have gotten so frustrated over the situation, not that it's anybody else's fault, but mine. I should have dug a little deeper, clearly. <laughs> but, well, I could have gotten frustrated, like, oh, I thought I had the greatest name and, you know, I was really excited about being that on the podcast platform. I decided to just sit back and say, all right, so what's for me? Like, what is my podcast name? Because what's for you won't go by you. And what I learned from that was that that just wasn't the route I was meant to go. That wasn't meant to be my name. And so I sat back and I looked at the whole situation and I really looked at it all as a sign that that wasn't for me after all, even though I thought it was. And I absolutely love Sips and Spirits. I actually love it even more, to be honest with you. But this whole situation kind of led me into a thought process. I'm a very deep thinker. And I started to explore other points in my life. Sorry, I just banged my hand off a crystal. <laughs> I began to explore other aspects or points of my life where things that I went for had other plans or looked different for me than I initially imagined or expected. And so I've been exploring many times in my life where I wanted something or I wanted someone or to be in a situation so bad, but in the end, it wasn't meant for me and I was right where I was meant to be. So that's kind of what I want to dive into today, which ties into the idea and concept of just always trying again. Now, before I get into kind of my journey of life and my thought process when I was laying in the tub, thinking about all of these things flashing through my mind, I, I do have to note that I've been the girl in the past who has dwelled on negative situations. You know, I automatically feel like everything is out to get me. Oh my goodness, how can 50 million things go wrong in one day? I'm so frustrated. What's going on? Rather than saying, okay, so I didn't land that job. Or, okay, so I'm not meant to be here at this point in my life. Where am I meant to go? And what is the journey meant to be? And that's still something that I'm having to dig into and cope with even now, even though I'd like to think that I've done a lot of soul searching and I've really come to learn different coping mechanisms for what life will throw at me through all of the things that I've been through. 
I still have days where I like want to cry in my bed and I'm like, oh my gosh, like what did I do in a past life? Why? Why? Instead of being like, all right, so what is next? And something that I've been really realizing is that fear of the unknown or a new course of action is oftentimes what holds most people back from living their best lives, like going out there and doing everything that would set their soul on fire in the most brilliant way, like that burn of like the excitement of life. And there were plenty of times where if I'd have gotten what I wanted back then, I know for a fact I would never be where I am now. And I would never have the thought process, the mind, the soul, the experience that I do here now as a nearly 25-year-old woman. And it just ties back into all of these different things that we're conditioned to know that I think we are so conditioned to know, they just fly over our heads. Like the whole fall down seven times, stand up eight. I remember that was a quote I had in like my MSM bio back in grade seven and eight. The whole like, you know, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Like we're constantly taught throughout elementary school and school in general that you, you dust yourself off and you get back up. But when you're out in the real world as an adult, I find there's so many times where it just feels so much bigger than us. And it's not as simple as, hey, you know, I didn't do well at the spelling bee or, hey, yeah, I got a C or a D on my test. Got to try again when there's incomes involved and there's children involved and there's mortgages involved. And there's all of these things where when you don't get that job or you get fired from your job or, you know, look at this past year, you're stuck inside and you can't work. It's not as simple to say, all right, I didn't succeed this time, but I'm going to try, try again because it just feels so much bigger than us. And that's where anxieties and people fall into states of depression. And instead of trying to look at the good, it feels as though the world is up against us. And I think that 2020 and even now in the beginning of 2021, it's especially true because people in a mass now more than ever are going through big changes. In my neighborhood, there have been quite a few families who since the beginning of everything have had to sell their houses and, and downsize because now they're only are a one, one income household or whatever their financial situation is due to circumstances out of their control. And I've talked with so many people who are so frustrated by everything and really down on their luck. And instead of having that mindset of, okay, what can I learn and what can I grow out of this dark situation? Like, what can I grow out of the darkness? And I have seen people, it's interesting actually, because I feel like there's two very distinguished sides in this whole whirlwind that we're all in right now. There's people who are thriving. They're staying at home. They're finding new hobbies. They're discovering, you know, small businesses they can start up, etc. And then there's people who really just don't know what to do with themselves because they have done a nine to five for as long as they can remember. They've had a stable job that is now perhaps not deemed essential and they're stuck at home twiddling their thumbs down on their luck. But when I was thinking about all of this, I was thinking about points in my life where it felt so much bigger than me and I felt so out of control of my entire like circumstance and situation and I had to make the choice to either stand up and do better and fight through all of these feelings of doubt or sit down and potentially wash my dreams down the drain. 
And thank goodness in most of these situations, I wound up after, you know, riding that self-pity train, I wound up making the choice to, all right, so what's next to them? I mean, I guess I could kind of go back to the first time that I really felt like, what now? And I was angry at the universe. I was angry at God. I was angry at the world. Honest to goodness. Like, I was the most angry I'd ever been in my whole life. So let me paint this picture for you. Ever since I was two years old, I had it in my heart that I wanted to be a singer on a big scale. I wanted to be a singer before singing was even a job. I never even thought about singing associated with finances or a luxurious lifestyle. I was just like, whoa, I can I can sing on stage and just do that for the rest of my life and write songs in my bedroom. Awesome. I wrote my first song at the age of nine. I did like my first little tour. I was selling out like not arenas, but I was selling out uh, venues, etc. And so I always wanted to live this non-conventional lifestyle. I wanted to live a different life. I had different dreams than my friends. And so I missed out on a lot of things with my friends that most early teens were would be doing because I had priorities I wanted to to be the best that I could be as a songwriter as a singer etc and when I turned 14 I was able to go to New York work in a really big record label and start working on an album and that was the coolest experience of my life I actually left high school I was doing my high school online I was away from friends and every single day this is what I was living and breathing and you're probably like why are you rambling about your childhood dreams but trust me this all comes full circle and I had it in my head that this was the life I was going to live. I was going to record an album. I was going to release it. Hopefully it was going to be successful. I was going to tour it. Then I was going to make another album. And this was just going to be my life. And I was going to act. I was going to sing. I was going to tour. I was going to live out the dreams that I'd had inside of me ever since I was little. Well, 14 years old, 15 years old, 16 years old, singing, doing all my things while my friends are going to homecoming, dedicating my life and alongside that getting bullied for chasing my dreams. But I, I pushed through that, even though that that's a whole other story for a whole other day. But it was the darkest point of my life up until this point, And I pushed through it because I saw the light in my dream. It was so exciting to me. Well, I ended up not doing that album, started working with people that I really respected. We were creating like the greatest body of work in my life up until that time. And that sounded like I thought I created the greatest body of work. For me, it was my personal best. It was my greatest body of work that I created up until this point in my life. And I remember it was Grammy weekend and I was invited to go, not invited like to walk the red carpet, not invited to like be there. I wasn't nominated or anything, but I was invited to go and sit in the audience and I really, really wanted to, but I was about to turn 19 and I hadn't been like around my friends for a while. And in Canada, like where I live in Canada, when you turn 19, you're legal drinking age. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go home, I'm going to see my friends, and I'm going to have this fun weekend. The weekend passes, and on my birthday, my left lung collapsed. And it would be a whirlwind of a few months. I would eventually have to have half of my left lung removed. I had a bolectomy, and they removed like all the damaged pieces of my lung. And I was in the hospital for a very long time. 
what I have, by the way, if any of you are like medical geeks and you really like that stuff, I had spontaneous pneumothorax, which is like the spontaneous collapsing of a lung. And it's basically for no reason. And at this point, I'm sure research has developed since then, but nobody could give me a clear answer on why it happened to me. And why I became so frustrated right off the bat was I was on the brink of like releasing this album and doing everything that I'd wanted to do that I'd worked so hard on. My lung collapses out of nowhere, which by the way, I'm going to interrupt myself here because it was divine timing in the end, because had I have been in the States when that happened, it would have been a whole crazy thing with insurance. And in Canada, we have free healthcare. So thank goodness I wasn't in the States at that time, but I was so frustrated because I wasn't a smoker. I didn't party. I didn't, you know, mess with my lungs in any way that that I should be being punished like this. I felt like I was being punished, that, that the universe was punishing me. And I was laying there in my hospital bed and I remember I was flying on some of the meds I was I was being given and I asked the nurse and the doctor if I was going to sing again, because at this point I was losing, oh, I should mention at this point when I was still in the hospital, this was before my surgery, I had a tube in my lung and I was losing like 380 milliliters of air a minute, I think. And, um, they didn't want me to overdo anything. So they didn't want me to talk too much or get too excited, etc. And so I asked them, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do my best in this recovery to do everything by the book, but will I sing again? And I remember that they both looked sad and the doctor looked at me and he said, that's not a priority right now. A priority is getting you healthy enough to leave this hospital. And it was the first time that I realized that everything was being taken from me. That's how it felt in that moment. I'm like, you're taking everything from me. And I remember when I finally had my surgery and then after I recovered a little bit, I was able to go back home. And I remember the first thing I was trying to do was I went right to my music studio and I was trying to sing and it hurt. And um, it, it was a really hard time because I wasn't able to continue on with the album. I also wasn't able to fly for a few months and I was on endless amounts of lung medication, which I still am. But it was the first time in my life where I felt so lost, like through the bullying, through things that I would go through in my childhood. I always had this dream to look forward to. It was like the light at the end of any dark tunnel I was in was music and the career that I was going to put the work into that I really wanted. And now I didn't have a plan B. Like I never had a plan B. This was, this was plan a b c d e like it was the only plan that i had and here i was laying on the couch being told yeah you can't travel travel sorry for months um you really shouldn't be around people your immune system's really low right now and then on top of that being told that there's a 60 percent chance my right lung would do this in my lifetime it hasn't yet knock on wood it won't putting that positive energy out there but it was this big moment for me where I was like, oh my gosh, like, what do I do now? Like, what? I, I mean, all my friends are going into university. My friends are going into college. My friends have their careers. And at the very least, did they did have a backup plan. And I have nothing but this. And I'm being told I can't have it. And so I was told to take around a year, yeah, a year off and relax, heal my body, you know, get into a good headspace. And then I could go back and talk to the different producers and execs and all of that and hope that there would be a, a place for me in the future, which was oh, crushing news. But anyways, 
And so I didn't know what the heck to do with myself. I was like, okay, I guess I have to get a job. But you know what? This is an ego thing for me, but I'm going to be transparent with you. I didn't want to get a job because everyone who had bullied me lived in this town. And I felt like even though it was out of my control, they'd be talking like, oh, look who's back. Look who's working with me now. And that's so silly. Looking back, it's like I want to hug younger me who feared that in one of the most pivotal points of my life. But it, it was the truth. And you know what? That was my ego speaking. That was my earthly ego putting that before that this is part of my spiritual journey. And so I decided that I was going to talk to my boyfriend's parents. They had a bar and I said, hey, you think I could pick up some shifts and help out? And they were like, yes, we need the help. It worked out perfect. They were looking for someone to help. I said, hey, you think I could do it? I did it. I was saving money and I started babysitting and nannying again because my very first job before all of this was babysitting. I think it was everyone's, but it was mine and I love kids. So I went out, I got my CPR, all that stuff, got certified, and I started nannying and babysitting again. And in the meantime of babysitting, I was saving money to eventually buy my camera and my ring light and my camera equipment that made my YouTube channel. And what's crazy now, you guys, is during all of this, I felt so creatively suppressed. I was like, all I did before was create. Now I'm twiddling my thumbs, changing diapers, and one girl gave me a five cent tip on this night. I remember it was going through my head and I was like, oh man, like this is so frustrating. I don't see the light right now. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a YouTube channel. Where's the harm in that? And I started my channel and I was getting like 50 views a video. It's family watching. And I remember around this time I broke my arm and I was trying to still work with this broken arm. My mom's other half gave me his car, literally like the way you would give a shirt off your back. He gave me his car and said, I'll ride with your mom. Use this to get safely to and from work. You're working so hard. And I remember this pivotal moment where I was leaving after I'd like stayed down at my boyfriend's house after working that night and I had to go and I had my broken arm and I was driving to go and get my cast taken off and this is gonna sound ridiculous but I I hit a house (laughs) it's not what you think but it sounds so silly when I say it (laughs) in Toronto the way that this neighborhood was is that like the parking was in the back between two houses and instead of reversing through because it was dark still when I was leaving to go to my appointment it was like early a.m. I tried to three-point turn but I underestimated how close the like house was to me and I scraped the bumper and I remember I got out and I looked and it was cracked And this was like the breaking point for me. And I know this sounds silly and it sounds ridiculous, but to paint the picture, I'd lost everything I was working for. I was working at a Portuguese bar where people were constantly mean to me because I didn't speak Portuguese. I mean, which in hindsight, fair enough, but I was doing my best and I was changing diapers. And at the time I had a broken arm and the family that I was nannying for They weren't paying me and she still never paid me to this day. And I worked with a broken arm and one of her kids was like a year old and I had to lift him in and out of his crib. Anyways, besides the point, I had a broken arm. I'm not getting paid here. I'm constantly getting yelled at by these Portuguese people who don't like me. And now I've just hit the car that was so graciously given to me to go to and from. I don't know where my future is heading and I just felt 
defeated. I remember driving to my appointment. It was in Hamilton and I was yelling at God, which I do not recommend, but this is part of my journey. I was yelling. I was like, I'm done. I've been nothing but a good person. I've worked hard. You put this dream in me and you took it away. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I don't know where I'm going to go. I'm, I'm done with life. I was so done. And I think we all reach points in our life where we just feel like that to one degree or another, where it's just like, I don't know what you want from me. I don't know where you want me to go. I'm lost. But it was a long drive from Toronto to Hamilton. And I remember halfway there, I started thinking about what I just said. And I was like, I take it back. I didn't mean it. And then I started crying my eyes out. And I was like, I'm just frustrated. I don't know what to do with myself. I don't know who I am without this dream that's been taken. I'm lost. And I remember I said, these words will always stick in my head. I said, if you just give me one more chance, I don't care what it's in. Show me what I'm meant to do. Guide me in the right direction. I am begging you and I promise I will never let you down. I will do the best that I can with that platform. And so I went, got my cast taken off. And a few days later, I filmed I Babysat a Possessed Child because, oh yeah, in all the mess of all of this, I forgot to mention that I did babysit a possessed child prior to all of this. And I decided to share the story. And that video is the video that changed my life. And in the beginning of that video, you hear me say, I just got my cast off. And that video blew up. It got millions of views. Within a few months, my YouTube channel had over 100,000 subscribers. By December, I was moving out into my own condo. And by, I think it was, well, it was early spring, I had bought my dream Jeep. And I just look back on that moment where I felt so defeated and I had no idea what was around the corner for me. I had no idea what the universe was brewing and creating and doing for me because now I'm in a position where I'm working on an album that I want to create and not that I wasn't before, but it's a very different creative process when you're doing it independently and you're doing it for yourself. And I'm in a position where I have an audience that is excited to hear that I grew myself and I can create what I want to create. I can create what makes my soul happy and I make a living off of it. And all in one, it was like everything that I could have hoped for in that situation back then is now what I have, but on my own. And I'm responsible for the level of my success and I'm responsible for putting out the content. And I just look back on that moment and I'm like, here I am screaming at the universe, screaming at God that I am done. Why are they doing this to me? Not knowing the greater plan, not knowing what it is that's coming for me. And while that's my journey and that's where I'm at, and there's been plenty of points in my life where I've been frustrated and come to find out, oof, I dodged a bullet there. Oh my goodness, this is far better. This exceeded my expectations. That wasn't meant for me. I think about how many of us go through these moments or maybe you're in a time like that right now where you're just like, where, where am I going? Like, what am I doing? Or how am I going to pay this bill? Or how am I going to make ends meet? And it's like, you don't have to know. You just have to show up and be the best that you can be. You just have to show up and you have to say, I'm, I'm going to do the best that I can. And just trust that what's for you will not go by you. It's meant for you. If you apply for a job and somebody else gets it, it just wasn't for you. It was for them. And when it's for you, it's going to come for you in the most beautiful way. 
I was thinking of other examples that I could share with you guys that weren't of my own and I was kind of reflecting on people in my life and how they've had moments like this and came out and my mom really stuck out to me because number one, she is my absolute best friend. But growing up, she dated questionable individual after questionable individual. Some were really abusive and it was really sad that nobody ever showed her her worth in how they loved her besides, I'd like to say, me and like family members. And if she'd only known that those nights that she was crying and, you know, begging for an answer as to why every every new person she invites into her life treats her terribly that down the line she'd be with her soulmate now I'm sure it would have been a lot easier to get through all those bad breakups and you know hopeless nights etc if she knew that Jeremy was around the corner I'm going to tell you guys a really quick version of my mom and Jeremy's love story because it's beautiful and if you're in a position right now where you feel alone or you feel like your person's not out there there is someone out there and if you have that person right now, ugh, just count your lucky stars because there's somebody out there crying right now just wondering why they, they aren't lovable. And that was my mom for a lot of years. But let's rewind a little bit because my mom dated Jeremy in eighth grade and he broke her heart. He was like a bad boy and she was like, whatever, I'm done with this. And they went separate ways. And what she didn't know was all those years He wanted to see her again. He used to think about seeing her in public and what he would say. And he still wanted to apologize as a grown man for breaking her heart in the eighth grade. Like what? Anyways, we went to a funeral that Jeremy happened to be at and my mom and him hit it off, which I know what an interesting place. But if you look at it, it's kind of like the rebirth of life. Something was coming to an end there when something beautiful was just rebeginning. But they've been inseparable ever since and they're truly soulmates. And if she'd had known, I don't know why my S's keep whistling. I'm so sorry, guys. But if she'd had known back then what she knows now, she wouldn't have questioned all along the way. So you have to ask yourself, what is coming to you in the future that if you knew now, you'd be like, this is all okay. And we have to keep that mentality even if we don't know what it is. We got to get the heck back up, dust ourselves off, and try again knowing that a better, more beautiful day is around the corner i was also looking at my friend jerica who always wanted a career in something creative and she would always tell me i'm so lost i don't know what i'm doing and she was working jobs that yeah she enjoyed them but at the end of the day she was putting more time and attention into that because that's what was making her money whereas if she could make money with the things that she loved she would have put time and attention into that and i remember when covid first hit and she wasn't able to work she was like i i don't know what to do like it was a really pivotal point in her life that's not my story to share i'm gonna have her on the podcast soon so we'll see if she's comfortable to talk about it but um flash forward now in her downtime with not having a job she's now made that passion her job and it's so cool that that's such a big part of her job now and like she was cursing at the beginning of all of this like I don't know what I'm gonna do I don't know where I'm gonna go when meanwhile she had the tools all along and being forced to sit back and have nothing else to do and no other income to focus on she was able to turn that passion into an income so there was a beautiful thing at the end of what felt like a dark endless storm for her 
And there's so many people out there who are in moments right now where it's like it feels impossible to get back up. It feels impossible to keep trying because it's one thing after another. It's the same like thing with with this whole lockdown. Oh, you know, 28 days. That 28 days is up. Another 28 days. And it's frustrating. And that's how people who are constantly being dealt what they feel are bad card after bad card want to give up. But what if you give up right before that beautiful card is turned over? What if that next card that was about to be dealt to you was a beautiful card and you just gave up on that last bad card and never were able to find out what your future was going to hold? There was a picture, two pictures actually, you can Google them I'm sure, that I used to look at a lot in my dark moments. I'm sure you've seen them. One of them is of a miner and he's trying to get to the gold and there's one below, there's two miners actually, one miners, not minor children, like miners, like uh, you know what I mean and they're trying to get to the gold and there's um, one on the bottom of the image and he's like going full force towards the gold, he's about to get it and then there's someone defeated who if he did just hit it one more time, the gold would have came falling out at him and it was showing like you never know how close you are to your goals your dreams your happiness don't give up you never know when it could be that last little tap that brings the gold and the the beauty back into your life and there was another picture that i sent to jerica a lot and we were just reflecting on that actually and it was a picture of a little girl in front of jesus i believe and or in front of god i can't i can't really remember we were just talking about it but i can't remember either way you get the point and she has a little teddy bear in her hands and he has a huge teddy bear behind his back and she says but god oh yeah it is god she goes but god i love it and he says just trust me and it it's one of those it gives me chills because jerica was doing that at the beginning of the year in many ways in her life she was holding on to this teddy bear that she loved so much. This teddy bear was comfortable. Not literally. It's a metaphor. <laughs> Sorry, I just started picturing Jerrica like in her bedroom, like holding on to her little teddy bear. You know what I mean? But she was holding on to this like teddy bear that she loved, not knowing that if she just releases that and releases the control, beautiful, beautiful things are going to come into her life. You know, I wanted a label so bad. I felt like it was the only way to make a career. And well, back before that was the traditional way, times have changed and I lacked the full creative control that I'm granted now. Better days are always around the corner. We just have to push towards them. And I want to share something with you that I'm going to share from how I obtained the information, but I want you to know that whenever I talk about religion, religion is a personal choice. Whatever it is that I share with you, take from it what you can apply to your life, your spiritual journey, your religion, whatever it is. It's just how I heard it. And I was listening to church. This was actually last Sunday. And it was so crazy because I'd asked for a sign that morning in the shower. I was like, I need a sign that, that you know, things are going to work out. It was when I was kind of down on my luck and it was exactly what I needed to hear. And I'm, I'm going to read some quotes that I wrote down that I wanted to share with you. And then I'll give you context. This quote is, I left it out because if I told you, you may not have shown up. And how I apply this, because how I heard it, it, that's irrelevant to what I'm sharing right now. If the universe had told you that you were going to face a difficult breakup when you met this perfect person, you probably wouldn't have dated them. 
but you're supposed to gain all the things from that relationship to propel yourself forward into better, more beautiful days. If the universe had told you that your job was going to be deemed non-essential in six months and you would be stuck trying to figure out what you're going to do, you probably would have made other arrangements or maybe you would have never taken the job in the first place. But what if that's exactly the low that you're supposed to be in before you go to the heights that you could never could have imagined? And so I felt like that was such an important statement. If I left it, or sorry, I left it out because if I told you, you may not have shown up. And it's so true. So then they went into, ask yourself this, what is God leaving out of my life right now to lead me to where he called me all along? And if you're not religious, ask yourself, what is the universe? What is life taking away from me right now or keeping away from me right now? to lead me to where I was supposed to go always, where I'm destined to go. And then it says, you know, you're not going to have the earlier version of your life restored, but you'll have a better version in the future. And another thing that they said, I'm going to read the exact quote, but I'm going to tell you what this meant to me. They said, you remembered how the fish tasted, but not how the Pharaoh treated you. You can't look to the past like that. And what I gather from that is I look back on the good old days of recording in a recording studio every single day and creating the dream album that I've always wanted to create, but I forget that I lacked control over my own life. I was being told, you know, how to sing this, what types of songs to sing, how to look, who to be, etc. where I get to have all that control now and I still get the chance to make music. There's always something beautiful that you've gained that you might not have had in those better days. And this was a really beautiful thing too. Don't introduce yourself to a new season of your life with regrets from the last one. Go into it knowing that you learned from it. Don't judge yesterday's, you know, choices today with the newfound wisdom that you have. Because if you would have known better, you wouldn't have made the mistake that would teach you now and have given you that how do I explain this? If you would have known better back then in like a time in your life, you would have made different choices, but you wouldn't have learned the wisdom from making that mistake or putting yourself in that situation. And the final thing that I want to read you from these notes, it says, you know what he does before he sends something better. He takes something away. In every loss, there is gain. There is always something to gain from it mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically in a million ways and I think that it's just so important to remind yourself to constantly try again never give up it's never too late you're never too old your dreams don't have an expiration date and you are not defined by your low points you're defined by what you do in those low points and that's something I've had to teach myself because anytime that I've sat there and I wallowed in self-pity I had no choice but to eventually get myself together or I was going to lose everything and I wasn't going to see the beauty that was coming. So I just want to remind you that better days are always right around the corner. You just have to hold faith. Anyone who's in a place that feels scary right now or maybe you don't know what the future holds, just trust there is something always, always on the way for you and you just can't give up because you just never know when you're giving up and that beautiful card that that beautiful rainbow is on the way for you 
So that's what I wanted to talk about this week with you guys, because in having to change my name, I thought about, you know what, me years ago, I would have been like, oh, that's so frustrating. I mean, it's not their fault. It's my fault. But dang it, like I really liked that name and I would have dwelled on it instead of being like, you know what, wasn't meant for me. And that's totally okay. Sips and spirits it is and moving on from it. And I just wanted to share this message with somebody who might need the reminder hey, you know what? It's okay. It's okay to not feel okay sometimes. It's okay to cry it out. It's okay to feel sorry for yourself for a minute. But once that minute is over, get back up, try again and keep going because better days are coming. So yeah, (laughs) I had to change my podcast name, but that is totally okay because it wasn't meant for me. Sips and Spirits was. And you know, change can be so scary but it's a pathway to a beautiful destination. It always is. It's a pathway to your destination and only you can put up the roadblocks on the way to that destination. So that's basically what I wanted to share with you guys today. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. If my voice is a little raspy and I sound like I'm sick, I'm not. My boyfriend decided last night, well, I don't know if he really meant to, but somehow he shut the heat off by accident. Like I think he meant to to turn it down and he accidentally shut it off. And this morning when we woke up, it was 14 degrees Celsius in the house and I was freezing. So I've kind of had the sniffles all day. I'm like, brr, even though I'm warm now. So I apologize if you're wondering, I am all well, all is good. I was just a little cold, (laughs) but that is it for today's episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Tune in every single Wednesday for Sips and Spirits with Haley Reese, where I will enjoy a beverage of my choice and hang out with you guys, share my heart, share my soul, and share my spirit because we're all trying to navigate this crazy world. And I think when there's transparency in our own struggles, in our journeys and victories, it can inspire other people to push through theirs and find their path and have their victories. So I will see you guys in next week's episode. And thank you so much for joining me. Bye guys.